I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back. Hour 2, Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. And Eric Moody joins me now. He's one of my partners in crime on our gambling platform at ESPN. We like to call it chalk. Talking all things NBA. And uh, right now you got the Clippers and the Suns at it. I was on the Clippers side uh, pregame. And uh, I laid the one. Played them on the money line. They're up right now 49-44 to 44 with about four minutes left in the second, Eric. What say you? Yeah, you know, I'm looking at the prop market uh, in this game, and you know, I really like Chris Paul in this matchup uh, to surpass, you know, 24 and a half points in the set. And so you, you mentioned a, a, a huge factor, you know, Kevin Durant, they're still waiting for him to get healthy. But this is just really a Suns team that's dealing with a lot of injuries right now. And you've got Devin Booker that's back, which is a great thing, but he hasn't played more than 30 minutes in a game since his return. One thing about Paul, I know he surpassed 24 and a half points in the set in two consecutive games. And he's played pretty well against the Clippers uh, over his last eight games. So I really like Chris Paul in this matchup. Should exceed expectations. So, so obviously, this is the last night uh, before, of course, the All-Star break. And, and a big reason why the All-Star break is this weekend is because they did not want to compete with the NFL and, and, and the Super Bowl, which is very wise. Uh, but obviously, a lot of events taking place for All-Star break. I, I grew up loving the slam dunk contest. Obviously, it's it's not the same um, as it was when when I was growing up. But nonetheless, you can wager on all of these events. Is there one, two? Is there, there are a few events? Is is there? Are, are you looking at wagering on anything that's going to be taking place during the All Star break? Yeah, you know, I know they released the odds for like the slam dunk contest. I got a recommendation there. Likewise with the uh, three-point contest. Looking at the slam dunk contest, I must admit it, Nita, I am really enamored by Mac McClung. This is a 24-year-old guy, you know, called up uh, to the Philadelphia 76ers roster. You know, he was, he was crushing it in the G League. I'm like, if you watch some of his dunk, you know, dunk highlights, I'm like, I think this kid could surprise a lot of people uh, in the dunk contest on Saturday. And so I like the odds that he has if you look at Caesars. So, I would bet on him. Now, if you're looking at the three-point contest, I really like uh, Lori Morcannon here. And uh, one thing about uh, about Lori is that I'm like he's in the midst of like a career season. I'm like he's made 164 triples so far this year, ninth most in the league. He's also shooting a career best 41.2 percent from beyond the arc. And you know, one thing about him, I'm like he's going to be competing on his home floor in Utah. So if you don't want to bet on the favorites and looking for like a middle of the road recommendation with very good odds, I would look at marketing. Uh, you know, talk about that for a minute. I, you know, it's it's interesting. Depth perception um, is such an important thing, and and I, I love that you mentioned like he's going to be he's going to be competing on his own court. 
And and so there's a huge advantage there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because you know you you know there there are going to be some Utah Jazz fans uh, in attendance. You you know what's going to happen. So whenever they say his name, I'm like he's going to get a, a lot of cheers. He's obviously very familiar with the court. And one thing with marketing that I really liked is that we all remember Carl Anthony Towns like from last year. When you looked at his odds, I mean, no one really expected him to to win that contest. And you've got another big in marketing which playing on his home floor, I, I really like the odds there. That's what I would bet on. So, again, a lot happening for uh, NBA All-Star Week. Um, you've got Team Giannis going up against Team LeBron. Uh, do, you, do you have a side or a total there uh, in, in, in the All-Star game that's taking place? Yeah, I really like Team Giannis just on, on the money line. So the Western Conference is clearly the stronger conference. Everyone's been talking about the West and how strong it is. So you've got Team LeBron. I mean, they're stout, even without you know Steph Curry and Zion Williamson, who are out due to their respective injuries. So you still have LeBron James, Luka. you got the Joker there as well. And one thing about the All-Star game, which makes it challenging from a betting lens, is that it's difficult to project like how much effort players will put forth, right? And when you look at Team Giannis, they got some heavy hitters, even though it's the East. I'm like, you got Giannis, you got Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, you got Kyrie Irving. And one thing that these players have constantly heard about how talented the Western Conference is. And so I think Team Giannis will go out there and go all out in order to get the win, you know, since Team LeBron has won like the last four games. So I'm going to back the underdog, Team Giannis, on the money line. Again, Eric Moody joining us here on uh, on ESPN, taking a look ahead, uh, how you can wager on uh, on the NBA All-Star Weekend that's taking place. And of course, following the All-Star Weekend, we're talking NBA futures. And on a scale of 1 to 10, Eric, how would you rate this uh, this this NBA trade deadline? <laughs> on a scale from 1 to 10, yeah, I would give it uh... I would give it. I would give it a nine. Uh, I was impressed by how much, or like how much activity there was, and, and it, it all kind of started. You know, you had Kyrie Irving, you know, with the trade to the Mavericks, and then after that, it's like you know the floodgates really opened where there was a, a ton of deals, you know, down to the wire. But I'm looking at the market here, Nita, and you know the dust has settled. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at the sun, uh, the suns, excuse me, and. You know, I think they're well positioned for success, but there's a lot of question marks. You know, we've got to wait for Kevin Durant to come back. Uh, yet Chris Paul, he's older. Health-wise, will he be healthy once the playoffs gets here? Same thing with Devin Booker. And I will kind of wait for things to unfold before placing that bet. But I will tell you, there is one team that I, I am really intrigued by right now that has very, very favorable odds. Now, it's going to have to be a lot of things to happen for, uh, for this to come to fruition. But I'm looking at, like, NBA futures for the championship. So the, the L.A. Lakers. So, so, so hear me out here. <laughs> so, value, yeah, yeah, we'll hear you out because people just drove <laughs> off the side of the road, Eric. Um, and I know, right? <laughs> all right, and, and just so you, so, so NBA futures right now for the Lakers to win the championship is forty to one. Okay, forty yeah. to one. So, with that being said, go ahead. The the, the floor is yours, Eric. Yeah, and so I, I would say what intrigues me, like you mentioned, the odds. Uh, it's a great bet right now. But one thing that's going to be very intriguing with this team, they needed perimeter shooting and solid players to surround LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They were able to get that. They also got rid of Russell Westbrook and the toxicity he brought to the locker room. 
they're obviously in a very competitive Western Conference. All-Star break, you know, came at a great time, so they should be well-rested going into the latter part of the season. Now, they've got some work to do, but I would expect to see, like, the odds uh, for L.A., you know, as they continue to win games, gel with this new roster to continue to, to kind of lower or to get lower, you know, as the season progresses. Because so I just think it's a great time now to pounce on that value. Now, a lot of things have to happen, but at those odds, I think it's worth looking into. So, so just to give an I give our listeners out there a, a, a landscape of of what the market looks like. So, the Boston Celtics still favored at, at, at plus three ten. Uh, the Phoenix yeah. Suns at plus four twenty five. Okay, let let's 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 just go there for a second. Uh, you know, okay. you, you look at that. You you look at that. So you add a you you add KD, who a lot of people feels you know one of the best of the not best player in the NBA. To Chris Paul, along with Booker, along with Aiton, I just, who's going to beat them? I mean, I know it's going to take them a minute to gel and kind of get into a rhythm and get into a vibe. What, what do you, what do you think the, what do you think the negative, we all know what the positives are, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think the negative, like, why are you fading the Suns? Why, why aren't the Suns your pick? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm uh, that that I'm fading them. It's just that I would say the biggest concern that I have is you know the success or failure for Phoenix is really contingent on uh, Durant's health. So once he comes back and gets acclimated to this team, and we see them on the court together, I'm still very comfortable with, with making that bet. But you also have Devin Booker's health too to consider, and also Chris Paul's health, especially once you get to the playoffs. You know the NBA playoffs, is, it's like a, a marathon and not a sprint. My biggest fear is that you're going to have one of those three players that may not be healthier on the court. That's the only thing that's really going to slow this team down. Uh, but, but looking at the odds when compared to the Suns uh, versus like the Lakers, if you're looking for a value, I do prefer the Lakers right now. But in a week or two following the All-Star break, uh, then we need to have another conversation, obviously. Denver Nuggets, 41 wins, 18 losses. Um, you know, yeah. obviously you could argue that they have the best player, um, you know, in, yeah. in, in the NBA with a joker on their team. Uh, they are 8-1 to one to win the championship. Thoughts, thoughts, thoughts yeah. on, on Denver? No, I, I really like Denver as well. Um, I do like the pickup. It's not really highly publicized. It's not a splash pickup, but them picking up um, Thomas Bryant to back up Jokic. And I do like the Nuggets a lot at those odds because you've got Jamal Murray, you've got Michael Porter. They're trending up at the right time. And you've got Joe Kitch who's still continuing to play at an MVP level. So that's a team that you're not going to want to see in the postseason, especially considering how their defense is uh, much improved this year. And I think that will be huge for this team uh, as, the, as you enter the playoffs. You know, the pace kind of slows down and you really need your defense to kind of carry you in certain situations. So no, I do like Denver as well. Uh, before we start taking a, a look at what's going on in the East, the Dallas Mavericks, uh, with the addition of Kyrie and the one-two punch with, with him and obviously Luka, uh, how much damage do you think they're going to do post the All-Star break? Their odds to win the championship are 16-1. to 1. Yeah, uh, look again. I do like the the pickup or the trade of uh, you know Kyrie Irving to Dallas. Again, my biggest concern is just really with continuity. You know, these are two players that have to get used to, to playing with each other. And when you're in the West and you have the the record that Dallas does and where they're at in the standings, 
they're really not going to have like a night off. You know, every game counts, every game matters. And so they just need to accumulate as many wins as possible. Because when you look at some of these teams that are kind of on the outside looking in with some of these top-tier teams in the West, is that playoff seeding and positioning is going to be huge. And so, you know, Dallas is in a situation for where they do need to win a lot of games, but success or failure for them once the playoffs comes around, you know, will come down to their seeding and if they have to play like in the in the play-in game. So it's a lot of factors that are involved there. Again, Eric Moody joining us here on ESPN. Uh, looking ahead in, in regard to the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics are still favored to win the championship at plus 310. Any value there? Yeah, I just don't think it's a huge value if you're looking at the East with the Celtics. And if you look at the landscape, you've got Boston. Uh, you know, they're one of the elite teams. You've got the Milwaukee Bucks, of course, of Giannis and the Philadelphia 76ers, James Harden and Joel Embiid. So those are going to be your, your top teams. But if you're looking to bet on one of them, I would fade the Celtics. I would rather bet on uh, the 76ers. But again, it's very top-heavy there, so you're just not going to find a ton of value. Um, I, I really like the Knicks and what they were able to do. Uh, there's really nothing here, you know, value wise. Um, you know, I, I, I don't believe that they're going to win the division, right? I do believe it's, it's, it's going to exactly. be Boston who wins that division, obviously the conference, uh, but, but I, I, I do like the Knicks and they're sitting at six right now. Uh, you can wager whether or not they stay in the top six or do they fall down you've got Miami Atlanta Toronto Washington they fall down into being one of those playing games uh, play in teams I should say I don't believe that they will I I I I like what they did at the trade deadline um I like what I've seen from them I think they'll stay in the top six and I think they'll make it into the playoffs as a top six team agree or disagree no, I, I would agree with you there. I do like uh, what the Knicks have done, especially in the offseason with adding on Jalen Brunson. Like, they haven't had a legitimate point guard in oh, so, so many years. They do have one in Brunson, and the team has played, uh, you know, very well. I know offensively, I know that's a team, you know, in New York where they rank six in points scored for uh, 100 possessions. Now, defensively, you know, kind of middle of the road defensively, you know, they can always kind of tighten that up as the season progresses. But one thing I do like about the Knicks defensively, though, is that I'm like when you look at effective field goal percentage, you know, if you're lumping in, you know, triples, uh, free throws, and, you know, traditional field goals, I'm like they're only allowing opponents to uh, an effective field goal percentage of 53%. So that is going to be the, the fourth, um, I guess, not uh, fourth lowest, I would say, like in the league. So not the lowest, but the fourth lowest, if that makes sense. Could get my words out there. <laughs> no, no, I, I hear you. So here's what you can wager on, and, and I've put money on this. So um, so as of right now, the Knicks are 33-27. and 27. You could go over under 43.5 wins on the season. If you say over, it's minus 120. So I, I like that bet. Again, I, I like what the Knicks have done. Um, I think after the All-Star break, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think they're, they're, they're going to do everything they can to stay in the top six and, and, and not be a part of that play-in game. So I do like that. I like over 43.5 wins for the Knicks. And I know you said you like, you like the Lakers. Uh, right now, uh, they are at 27-32. The over-under for Lakers is 40.5. 
So just out of curiosity, is, is, is there one over-under that you like more? By the way, the Lakers over 40.5, is it even money? Yeah, I, 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 I was sitting there smiling as you were going through the, um, the over for the Knicks, though. Now, I, I, really, I really like that just because of the, the competition. You're looking in the Eastern Conference. So I, I, would, I would prefer to go with the Knicks there. Yeah, I think that's some really, really good value. Again, the Knicks over 43 and a half. Eric, thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening. Really do appreciate your time, my friend. Oh, yeah, not a problem at all. Anytime. So we'll talk soon. And, hey, enjoy NBA All-Star Weekend, right? Yeah, NBA All-Star Weekend uh, moved a little bit further down the road because the NFL, the NFL, as we know, is king. But nonetheless, uh, an exciting uh, second half of the season for the NBA. Uh, Great to have you on board, Eric. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, no problem. Again, uh, Eric Moody joining us here on Bet LA. Uh, Looking ahead, futures bets out there. Now's the time to jump on them. Why? Well, uh, as the season progresses, and we're, we're, I'm sure we're going to see Katie joining that Suns team. Uh, they're going to be winning some games. Uh, the moves that the Lakers have made, hopefully, uh, you know, they start, they start racking up some wins. Odds are going to change. Now is the time to get on them. That's for sure. By the way, Clippers Suns at the half, 54 to 52. So um, prior to, uh, to, to tip off, Uh, My play there was the Clippers minus one. We'll see what happens in the second half. Quick break. We come back. We're going to switch gears. Let's talk some golf. As we know, the Genesis Open is happening in L.A. The big storyline heading into that was obviously Tiger Woods, and he did quite well today. So will he be active and attractive on Sunday? I think so. That was, again, the big talk. Did you wager that Tiger Woods would make the cut or not? I went even one step further. Not only did I wager that Tiger Woods was going to make the cut, I actually wagered that Tiger Woods is going to finish in the top 40. So um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll dive into some, uh, some PGA Tour talk next, right here on Bet LA, 710 ESPN LA. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. All right, we've got you locked and loaded. All things NBA as uh, we are sneaking upon uh, the kickoff of NBA All-Star Weekend. And a look ahead as well as some college basketball getting you ready for March Madness. Uh, but uh, a lot of exciting uh, 
golf action happening uh, in in LA's backyard with the uh, the Genesis Open in, Genesis Invitational, I should say. It is Tiger Woods tournament. Uh, a lot of the uh, the proceeds benefit his foundation at Riviera Country Club. Uh, hopefully, a number of you are, are going to be heading out there this weekend. Uh, at the top leaderboard after round one is Max Homa, Cali Kid. Why not? Uh, I I focused in on a lot of players who thrive and do well with this uh, West Coast swing. Max Homa was one of them. My pick to win it, by the way, heading into this tournament was Colin Morikawa. Uh, Sure enough, he's tied for fourth right now. So the leaderboard, Max Homa at the top of it, tied with Keith Mitchell. Both of them are seven under. They shot a 64 today. John Rahm's up there. No surprise, right? Uh, He's third. He's six under. He shot a 65. Dude's having an unbelievable season right now. Like every time he tees up in a tournament, it's like, you know, he's finishing the top five, if not winning it. It's ridiculous. Uh, Like I said, my pick prior to the tournament was Colin Morikawa. He's five under. Some other names at the top leaderboard. uh, Hoagie is up there at four under. Hadwin, four under. Rory, four under as well. Uh, Jonathan Vegas, um, he's he he always plays well here um he's four under ricky fowler's having a good season he's three under just to kind of give you an idea heading into this tournament on wednesday uh mark schleyball was kind enough to join me once again on our digital bet show with a preview of uh, of this tournament let's listen in this is what he had to say mark schleyball is joining us now does a great job covering golf he's out at the genesis Talks Tiger. Anytime Tiger tees it up, right? Uh, it is it is front and center. So let's dive into it. The last time we saw Tiger was back in July, right? He didn't even make the cut in the British Open. We saw him play a little golf with his son, Charlie. So heading into this tournament, what are our expectations? What is Tiger saying about how he feels right now, Mark? Well, Anita, Tiger said he wouldn't be out here if he didn't think he could compete, if he didn't think he had a chance to win this event. But I think we've got to have some realistic expectations. He's 47 years old. He hasn't played a competitive round at an official event in in seven months. Uh, He only played nine rounds last year in three major championships. Had to pull out of the PGA Championship after 54 holes because of his right leg. But he said the right leg feels better than it did a year ago. Said he's still having problems with his right ankle, still dealing with a nagging case of plantar fasciitis in his right foot. But all in all, he, he he looked pretty good in the Pro-Am on Wednesday morning. Didn't play the last couple of holes. Not sure if that was because of, of the leg or just really disinterest in playing with some pretty bad players, but uh, he was able to climb the steps above the 18th green and didn't have any problems with them. Yeah, Mark, you said, listen, we've got to be realistic here, but what we know, people love rooting for Tiger and they love putting some money on Tiger. He is plus money right now, plus 150 just to make the cut. With, and, and we know how great Tiger is, right? We know how competitive he is. Would, would that be a win in his category? Is, is, he, is, is it sufficient enough for him just to make the cut this weekend? I mean, it's remarkable that he made the cut twice last year. He made the cut at the Masters and finished 47th, I believe, in his first event back after that horrific car wreck back in February 2021. He made the cut in terrible weather conditions at Southern Hills at the PGA Championship and, and had to pull out after 54 holes but uh you know if i'm betting on anybody to make the cut it's probably tiger woods it's remarkable this is his tournament this is a tournament that benefits his foundation he's never won at riviera uh so i think that's something that's probably in the back of his head as well but uh 
Yeah, the big question going forward this week and in any other tournament where he tees it up, can that right leg and right foot and right ankle hold up over 72 holes? But to worry about the cut, it's only got to happen for 36 holes. Mark, let's look back before we look forward. Scotty Scheffler won last week in Phoenix at the Waste Management and then made him the number one golfer, right, with the FedEx Cup point standings. But you've got Rory and you've got John Rahm lurking right now. What's the buzz? What's the talk? I think this is going to be a really fun season, maybe a lot more parody than we've seen in years past on the PGA Tour. What's the talk right now, the buzz over being number one for Scotty after this last week? Yeah, I think you can argue any of those three guys could be number one in the world right now. Uh, Rory was asked a little while ago uh, about losing the number one ranking after holding it since the Tour Championship. You know, he said it's gonna, it could possibly be a little bit of a hot potato between him and Scotty and John Rahm. Rahm has probably been the most consistent, didn't have his best game in Phoenix last week, still managed to pull out a solo fourth. Scotty Scheffler coming off another big win. That's five since uh, this since the uh, beginning of last season. Nobody's got more wins than he does right now. He's just kind of turned into a, a big game hunter. If it's a big event, if there's a big purse, if it's a competitive field, he usually is, is near the top. So I would expect him to be in contention again this week. Yeah, so what we know about Riviera is that this is a shot makers course, especially those who have great fades. Um, with that being said, the cut line has been over par the last 10 years at this event. Do you anticipate the same thing this season? Yeah, it's a shot makers course. It's a tough course. You gotta be able to move the ball. You gotta play really well around the greens. You gotta be accurate off the tee, accurate on approach. Um, the, the green is a little bit thicker than it has been in the past. The wind's howling pretty good today for the Pro-Am. It's supposed to die down the next couple of days, but I would not be surprised at all to, to see the cut at, at over par. Mark, before we let, let you go, we've always got to find out about the weather. It plays such a major role in each and every tournament. What can we expect out there on the left coast this weekend? It was a heck of a lot colder than I expected for Southern California this morning. The temperature was about 41 degrees, wind chills in the teens when Tiger teed off about 6.30 a.m. Pacific in the Pro-Am. It's supposed to warm up. Like I said, I don't think the wind is going to be as much of a factor uh, as it was uh, on Wednesday. But, um, you know, the rough, like I said, it's rained a lot out here. The, the rough's juicier and, and thicker than it has been the last few years, according to some guys I talked to. So you have to keep it in the fairway. Keep it on the green to have a chance to win, probably. Mark, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the tournament the next four days. Thank you. Mark Schleyball, uh joining me on that bet program with a nice preview. And Tiger was all the talk heading into this tournament. And, uh, and sure enough, uh, he's delivered, especially if you did wager that he was going to make the cut because he's two under today after today. Uh, one, two, five birdies, three bogeys, and he's tied for 27th. So uh, we'll, we'll see what he can put together tomorrow. Obviously, with all his aches and pains, um, you know, I, he has to wake up really early. Weather conditions, uh, if it is going to be quite chilly there in L.A., uh, you know, how is that going to affect round two for him? We will find out. Jimmy Hamlin, who hosts his own golf show in Cleveland, is going to join us, PGA Tour professional. Him and I will do a deep dive. How are we going to play this moving forward? I'll share with you some of the odds out there. Uh, who is favored? Even though Max Home is at the top leaderboard at seven under, John Rahm is one shot back, but he is still favored to win the tournament. We'll dive into all that next, giving you some plays and hopefully some locks. 
Um, it's always great when you can wager on an event that's taking place in your own backyard. We'll do that next right here on Bet LA 710 ESPN LA. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back. It is Bet LA. We're talking all things Genesis Invitational taking place in LA. Jimmy Hanlon joins us now. He's got his own radio show, golf show on ESPN Cleveland, also on TV, 18 Holds Golf, as well as the uh, the Swing Clinic. Uh, Jimmy, always great to have you on. How are you doing this evening? Thanks for having me, Anita. All good, all good. A little late on the West Coast here, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, it, that, we've got West Coast golf going. When you live on the East Coast, it doesn't get any better. No, it does not. Obviously, big storyline coming in was Tiger Woods, right? Anytime he tees off at a tournament, that is the storyline. And you could have wagered whether or not he was going to make the cut. I went one step further. I wagered that he would finish in the top 40, and uh, I got that at plus 140. I'm sorry. I, wait, wait. To, whether or not, let me rephrase that. You could have wagered that he was going to make the cut at plus 140. I wagered that he was going to finish in the top 40 at 2-1. to one. And so he came out today. He's 2-under. He's tied for 27th. Um, he birdied his last three holes in, in Tiger fashion and style. Uh, based on what you saw today from him, are you confident that, that this type of, you know, that we're going to see much of the same? And in, in, not sure if he's going to win it or not at this far back, but at least be somewhat competitive heading into the weekend. Anita, I don't want to burst your bubble at all right now, but you know, uh-oh, uh-oh, I hear it. I know, I know. <laughs> I hear it I coming. Know, right? I hear it coming. Well, well, what really scares me about Tiger is his tea time tomorrow. Right, he tees off at seven thirty in the morning uh, Pacific time, so it's going to be cold. Right, the West Coast. It wasn't exactly really hot today. I think it was in the sixties. Tomorrow's probably going to be cold, and I would tell you that my assessment of Tiger Woods' game right now is if he could play every round of golf. For the rest, you know, for rest of his PGA Tour career, in seventy-five to ninety-degree temperatures, he's going to be very successful because his body seems to handle it very well. But what we've seen, especially at Augusta and at these different places, when he plays a major championships or when he tees it up, is when the weather gets, you know, a little tough, gets a little cool. His body has a hard time reacting. I heard an interview saying he was going to get a good pump in, a good lift in, try to get a sweat going in the morning. 
But I mean, I mean, the guy's going to have to get up at four in the morning, right, to get his body going and get it ready. And and I don't even know if that's going to help, you know, if it's chilly. So it scares me a little bit. It was so fun to watch him birdie those last three goals. So fun to watch him be successful and drive the ball so far. But two things that really make him struggle is one is is cold weather and. And two is when the golf course is a little wet because he doesn't carry the ball like he used to, and he likes to chase it down fairways and hit that low, stinging, even driver now. And uh, I think he's going to be able to do that because I don't think it'll be too wet, but but the coldness really really scares me for Tiger. I want to see him make the cut more than anybody. I want to see him be successful, but I have my fears tomorrow. Yeah, I hear you, and you know his his routine uh, well documented now in regard to you know what he needs to do, the hours that he needs to spend, really warming up and getting ready for a round. Uh, we're talking about anywhere between three to four hours. So uh, you know what does that mean? He's going to be waking up at like three a.m. Um, right. uh, to get ready for that seven a.m. tea time. So we'll see what happens. Uh, again, I'm just as you know, you know, there's there's n- nothing better in golf than when Tiger is, you know, somewhat in contention, um, especially on Sunday. But let's take a look at the leaderboard. Max Home at the top of the leaderboard, and uh, and he's tied with Keith Mitchell. Both of them shot a 64 today. And right now, uh, Max Homa, you could wager that he's going to win uh, wire to wire, plus, well, not wire to wire, but he's going to win at plus 450. Keith Mitchell is 12 to 1. Who is favored? No other than John Rahm, who's one shot back, uh, and he is three to one. Let's start with John Rahm first. And in the season that he is having, is absolutely remarkable. What have you seen in John Rahm's game this year that that you know it's not? He's just it, it's just a, a different season for him. Is it his putting? What, what has been the difference maker for him? Well, Anita, I'll tell you, the big thing for John, John Rahm, in my personal opinion, has been the best player in the world for probably three years now, right? Uh, his ball striking is better than, than any player that tees it up, any golf tournament he goes to. There's just no doubt about it. His confidence is incredible, uh, but you just did hit on it. He's actually putting a little bit better this year than we've seen last year. Um, I didn't feel like he putted bad. Like I, I didn't feel like like his stroke looked bad. I didn't feel like that he lost confidence. He just didn't make anything. It was just one of those years where it just didn't seem like it would go in. And he's so fiery. And, and unfortunately for him, when, thing, when, when balls don't go in the hole, sometimes that gets in the way of his psyche a little bit, and it affects the rest of his game. He just gets so frustrated. He has that Spaniard in him that just that it burns in his belly when it's not going in. So, you know, I, I think that John Rahm's the best player in the world. Every time he tees it up, um, he should be the favorite in the golf tournament, even though I know sometimes they'll put Rory up there, um, you know, to beat him, or maybe even Scotty Scheffler the way he's playing lately. But I think without a doubt he's the best player. Uh, and and if you can get good odds on him in any tournament, you got to jump on it. Absolutely. Um, uh, heading into the tournament, by the way, uh, Colin Morikawa was uh, the golfer that I put money down on. Uh, to win he's tied for fourth he's five under he's two shots back I was looking at a lot of guys who grew up in the west on the west side the west coast right and obviously as we both know just two styles grass temperature elevation everything that does come into play Max Homa a Cali kid up there tied for first with Keith Mitchell Keith Mitchell by the way is having a great season as well um, but your, your thoughts on Max Homa, he's won it here before at, at the fact that he's seven under, 
and um, and odds at plus four fifty to win it. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Max? Well, you know, I, on Monday and Tuesday, I mean, my my texts, I just get barrages from all my friends that want to know who they should they should bet, you know, in the golf <laughs> tournament this week. And, and I can go back to a lot of my texts, and I did not pick Max Homa, but I told a lot of them that, hey, Max Homa plays very well in California, right? I mean, that's just a fact. That's a given fact. And, and I think if you watch the golf tournament on TV uh, today – you see the ball on the greens with those poetic greens and how it just breaks and how it just reacts differently, like you said, than, than what you'll typically, what you might see on the East Coast or, or down in Florida. And so these guys have an advantage that are on the West Coast. And I agree with you. Colin Mollick, Marikawa, and Max Homa are two people that, that have a little bit of advantage because they've played more golf out there than everybody else. So um, Max Homa is is basically only one in California. That's where he that's his spot. That's where he wants to be. That's where he likes to play his golf. And you know, Phil used to be like that early in his career when he was young. He played very well on the West Coast, and Tiger played well everywhere. But he seemed to play well on the West Coast too. But yeah, I think Max Homa. You know, could, I don't know if I like the odds at four fifty. I mean, there's a lot of really really good players that are right behind him right now. There's a lot of golf to be played, but it would not surprise me at all if Sunday uh, if he was your winner. Um, Jimmy Hanlon joining us here on 710 ESPN LA, uh, looking ahead to uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday action uh, out there at Riviera. I know heading into the tournament, you liked Harris English, and you mentioned guys that are just a few shots back. He's tied for fourth. He's five under, and you could get him at 65 to one. Well, I'll tell you, Anita, it's funny. I, I can't even really tell you that I like Terrace English. I'm going to tell you the story of why, right? So I was doing a golf show somewhere. I can't even remember where. It was a stage appearance, and I was on with Ben Curtis, former British Open champion mm-hmm. Ben Curtis. And this was probably about 10 years ago. And I said, hey, Ben, like, who's a guy that nobody knows about? This might even have been 12, 13 years. Was, who's a guy nobody knows about that just has crazy talent, right? And he said, Jimmy, I'm telling you, this guy, Harris English, he's tall. He kills it. Like, this guy is going to just blow up in the game of golf, right? He's going to blow up. So it never really happened, right? I picked him on every major pool that I ever did for a decade after Ben told me that. I thought I had this inside information, right? You know, <laughs> and so uh, it never really happened. But, you know, every once in a while, I'll go, be, I'll go down the list, and I'll see him at some crazy odds. And I'll be like, wow, man, I know this guy obviously has the talent. I'm hearing it from tour players. I, you know, I'm going to throw a little bit on him. So I threw him at a couple of my buddies and said, hey, if you're really looking for a long shot, uh, Harris English is a good one. And trust me, after uh, probably at about 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night, I had some happy friends uh, you know, just with the opportunity uh, to, to be on the leaderboard with his odds right now. So I don't know if he'll close the deal, but – it's always fun to find somebody down the board that, um, you know, that's just crazy odds you could put 50 bucks on and, you know, and make a ton of money. And, and he was my guy this week. And so even if he blows up, he gave us a little Thursday excitement anyway. A few guys I had money on that did not do well today. Tony Finau, who typically does well in the West Coast swing, did not. Uh, Bradley, Sam Burns, loved Patrick Rogers. He's plus four. I don't know. You just totally screwed up my DFS lineup with that, <laughs> with that selection. But heading into this, there were two metrics uh, that I was really keeping a, a close eye on strokes gain, T to green and uh, par four scoring. Uh, also, this is a course I'm sure you know better than I, uh, this definitely plays well for guys who fade the ball extremely well. 
and Maury Caldwell, one of the best on tour in, in regard to fading the ball and, and a big reason why I, I took Morikawa. By the way, you can get him to win at plus 850. Uh, John Rom, like I said, three to one. Uh, you, you mentioned Harris English, who's just two shots back. Yep. Here's, here's another one. Adam Scott, who loves this course. He has come out. He said this is his favorite course. This is his favorite tournament. You could get him to finish in the top 10 at plus 450. He's two under as well. Yeah, Adam Scott, I'll tell you, he does, um, he plays good out here. He's, he's a great player in general. It's just sometimes you wonder, you know, where his focus is and how hard he's working on his game at certain times. Um, I, I'll tell you about someone else that you and I are going to be talking about throughout the year in golf is Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler yes. found his game. He, he played good, um, you know, in Phoenix. He's playing good here. His confidence is there. I think he's really decided to focus, um, it, 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 you know, throughout the offseason. It looks like he's had a good offseason. And so I think Ricky's going to be somebody that um, – am I going to sit here and tell you he's going to win a major championship? No, I'm not going to guarantee that in any way. But, but he seems to be playing week in and week out pretty well. So it's pretty good. But, you know, that was a very good um, uh, thought that you had on fading the golf ball. And, and it's kind of funny – um, that this golf course does, um, you know, it's, it's better for the faders off the tee, but it also, there's some pins out there. If you saw in 16 where Tiger hit that shot, Morikawa hit it close on 16. Um, that was a pin, a faders pin. Now, don't forget, this is Tiger Woods golf tournament, right? I mean, you saw who he was paired with today, right? It was his two best buddies, Rory and Justin, right? So that's the type of, of, uh, you know, say that he has, you know, not, not that the PGA Tour is going to say that, you know, he gets to ask who he wants to play with, but they're going to do what he wants. The other thing is the PGA Tour wants Tiger to be around for the weekend, and they want to see him play well. Well, Tiger Woods plays his best golf when he's working the ball from left to right. So that's a very, that's a very good thing that you picked up on there, that I would look at some left to righters that, that like to move the ball that way to have a, have a good uh, Friday through Sunday the rest of this week. Jimmy, great, great mention in regard to Ricky Fowler. He's one of my favorite uh, golfers. A uh, big reason why I'm always wearing orange on the golf course. And I understand he's, he's working with Butch Harmon. And that really has been a, a, big, a big difference for him as well. So, Jimmy, thank you so much for spending some time with us this evening. Uh, I really, really, I'm excited for this tournament. I'm excited uh, that, uh, that golf is in full swing. No, no pun intended. Yeah, thanks for having me. We've got a lot of great golf coming up, and before, before we know it, uh, somebody will be putting that green green jacket on. So it's uh, it's getting into that season. That's right. April will be, be will be here before we know it. Jimmy, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Quick break. We come back. Uh, let's talk some more golf. I'll give you some other picks and plays that I like, especially some matchups heading into tomorrow's round, especially if you're heading out to the Genesis. We'll do that next, right here on Seven Ten ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is Bet LA getting you ready for round two of the Genesis Invitational. Uh, we just heard from uh, Jimmy Hanlon, who was on with us, and uh, he made an excellent point in regard to Tiger Woods. Uh, the fact that he's got a really early morning tea time, what does that mean? How is he going to get ready? Will he continue to, uh, you know, play in the way that he did today? A really unbelievable finish, right? Uh, birding those last three holes to make sure that he's going to make the cut. I, I hope he does. Uh, listen, this is the first time that we've seen Tiger Woods play in seven months in, in a competitive environment. Of course, we saw him play uh, the daddy and son tournament with him and Charlie, which is always fun to watch. But uh, the last time we did see him play in a competitive PGA tournament or against PGA competition was the British Open, uh, where he did not make the cut. Now, Riviera, this this tournament, the Genesis, this is where he made his PGA Tour debut at age 16, right? Um, and he has teed it up here quite a few times, but has never won it. Since 2001, he's teed it up here eight times, and his best finish since 2001, he was tied for fifth. Uh, the last time he played here was 2020, where he finished 68th. You've got nine of the world's top 10 players teeing it up here this weekend. And here's another interesting stat. Uh, Riviera has hosted this tournament 59 times. And out of those 59 times, 34 were major winners. So, you know, he's, he's, in, he's in some tough competition here. That's for sure. So, again, just to recap, um, home at the top of the leaderboard, but John Rahm, John Rahm is the dude that's favored at 3-1. to one. Homa is plus 450. Um, I did, I took Colin Morikawa uh, at the start of the tournament. I want to say it was like 20-1 to one or 18-1, to one, something like that. Uh, I'm going to double down, plus 850. Also, you could get him to finish in the top five at plus 165. So uh, I'm going to put some more money on that. Uh, I, I think this is a, a course that really fits him to a T. Again, a, a California guy out there. So I, I do like Colin Morikawa uh, to finish, possibly win, uh, possibly finish in the top five. Uh, some some matchups. Let's look at some of let's let's look at some of the matchups for tomorrow. So Rory going up against Justin Thomas. I was looking to see if if Tiger is is on the matchup. Uh, slate, and he is not, by the way. But Rory going up against Justin Thomas. I like Taylor Moore going up against Montgomery, and you could get him at minus 105. Uh, I like Jason Day over Sanjay M at plus 105. Um, I'm looking at some others here. I, Tony Finau is, is, is plus one, so he's tied for 77. But as, as I was talking with Jimmy, this is a course that Adam Scott loves to play. It's his favorite course on tour. It's his favorite tournament. He's played this like a gazillion times. I like Adam Scott to have a better round tomorrow than Tony Finau. And you could get that at plus money at plus 120. I do like that. 
Uh, Max Homa favored, uh, and, and again, this is just tomorrow's round. These are matchups for tomorrow's round, round two. Uh, minus 115 against Shoffley. Uh, we were talking about Ricky Fowler. Love him over Tom Kim at even money. Uh, Ricky has done, ex- he's had a great start to the season. And like I said, he's working with Butch Harmon, which has been great for him. This might be my favorite one, and that is uh, Wyndham Clark over Willie Zalatoris. Willie Zalatoris is still dealing with a back issue. And with the weather conditions, this will be his second round. He did well today. I bet money that Willie would not make the cut. I do believe he's going to make the cut. Like I said, he had, a, he had a solid round today. But I do like Clark, and I like him to have a better second round than Willie Zalatoris. I still think Willie's dealing with that back issue, and with the weather conditions and this being his second round, I think he's going to have some issues. And you could get that at plus 110, Clark over Zalatoris. So those would be the matchups that I would play heading into uh, tomorrow's second round at the Genesis Invitational. We get back. Good friend of mine, Cynthia Freeland, is going to join us. You see her all over the NFL Network. We'll get her take. What are her thoughts in regard to Kansas City uh, beating the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl? Also, let's talk some NFL free agency. Where's Derek Carr going to land? Where's Aaron Rodgers going to land? Before we know it, the NFL draft is going to be here. The Combine is uh, is coming up in, in, in a week little over a week. We dive into all that with Cynthia Freeland next. We kick off hour number three right here. Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA.